Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily featuring some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we were very lucky to be joined in the studio today by Emma Hayes, the Chelsea women's coach. (coughs) Excuse me. And um, TV co-commentator who was on Good Form. Tell us about her new book on Audible and covering a lot of ground on a lot of the big stories in women's football at the moment. So that was fun. Um, we had a birthday spread, which was uh, a, a fantastic competition as always. And we had a bit of a chat, didn't we? We did. Bits and pieces. Yeah. So I think that should do you. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Annie. Yeah, good afternoon, Paul. I went to Chelsea last night. Oh, yeah. So I, I watched the highlights of it. Fine I mean, it, I mean, they. Were, I saw you were 1-0 down at one point. What was the atmosphere like then? Was everybody quite chilled? Yeah, I think so. I mean, people... The thing is, <laughs> there were so many new players. Yeah. Honestly, half of them, you didn't know who they were. I mean, you didn't. WeBuyAnyPlayer.com. Well, not just buy, but also a lot of youth players. Right, so, OK. You know, but all the big teams, all the Premier League teams who did this, who made changes, you, your own team. Oh, tell this. me about it, yeah. You know, they, you struggle. You yeah. always it's very struggle. very disjointed, be- not very Because fluent, these players, a lot of them haven't played since pre-season. A lot of them have never played together. No. So it's, it's asking a lot. And, you know, and I thought yeah. Wimbledon were incredibly well organised yeah. and, uh, and, and did well, you know. In the end, though, I suppose you know Chelsea had to bring quite a lot of talent to see them off, which is so who came on sort of late. Enzo on. Fernandez, Blimey. yeah, Casado, just here, two hundred and twenty million. Give Johnny Jackson hundred and five million <laughs> yeah. to play with. Imagine what he could do at Wimbledon. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so yeah, uh, but no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, my son made me laugh last night. You know, when kids go away, they often like to take their favourite teddy or soft toy it's quite common isn't it oh yeah yeah go on holiday yeah. go on holiday yeah. go on holiday uh, my grandson took his wooden bat his Grace Nichols bat and his batting gloves to ah, Spain really took him <laughs> to Spain yeah it's great like missionary work introducing <laughs> do you want Spanish cricketers <laughs> on that 60. basis I've never known anyone so in love with cricket yeah it's, you're, it's great isn't it he's got that off of you clearly and yeah, your, and your, well, and your yeah. son Dan yeah, so yeah but you're, he's never without a bat in his hand is he no not really <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm getting plenty of pictures of him doing this now because yeah. if he does go on to play cricket professionally, it's always good, isn't it? Well, that's to have, it. A, to have yeah. a, a picture of it from when they were young. I'm not sure he'll be. He's improving though, so we'll see. But um, you know, 
and, and football. He loves football. Well, yeah, so that's good. So now, I mean, well, maybe we should. Uh, you've said that he's gone. To, he's gone to Spain with his cricket stuff. We did have Italian cricketers the other day. If if, if you've got nothing better to do this <laughs> oh, afternoon, no. listeners, we'll have a, <clears throat> we'll have a few of your Spanish cricketers. Come I don't on. see why not. Come on, no, please. Let's have <laughs> let's have your Spanish that's cricketers. Talksport.com, Text eighteen eighty nine. Tweet T S H and J. I'm quite intrigued by a new book that's coming out, uh, written by John Preston in collaboration with Sir Elton John. It's yeah. all about uh, Sir Elton's love of Watford and, mm. and all this sort of stuff. But uh, the title's amazing. It's called Watford Forever. How Graham Taylor and Elton John saved a football club, a town and each other. The ultimate story of underdogs triumphing against the odds. Snappy. Snappy. Yeah. <laughs> it's catchy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Oliver, is it? Or? Not really, yeah. no. But anyway, I'm sure we'll get him in. Sounds good, actually. Mm. Uh, what else have we got here? Um, yeah, it's, it's been interesting, isn't it? Manchester United in the transfer window. They, yeah. they brought some players, but everything we said about the, the Glazers and the New Deal and the new the owners, takeover, it's really affected them. I mean, they're scrabbling about. They made a derisory offer for Amrabat. I think they offered two million on loan. Yeah, I think they offered two million for Cucurella. I mean, that's actually more than enough, I'd say. But, yeah. But Amrabat's a decent player, you know, and I, I think you know they might get him, but it, it does show you where they are and, and where they would have been if, um, you know, Sheikh Jassim or Sir Jim Radcliffe had actually owned the club. I think yeah, they would have made I don't a think much they'd bigger be splash. Haggling over loan fees for Am- Amrabat. We were, we no. were uh, chatting yesterday about him, the feeling among mm. the Manchester United fans. They're excited. He's a very the good pros- player. I loved the him in the World Cup, of, you know. Getting mm. him. So uh, it's starting to hot up in the transfer window. So we'll be chatting to John Cross very shortly from the Mirror and uh, looking at some of the big transfer stories of the day. Quite a lot. I mean, these late moves. Um, I mean,. Uh, I mean, Fulham fans will not be happy to see that Paulinho could be off. Yeah, um, but, you know, they don't have to take the money. The trouble is when Bayern come in for you or somebody like that, and he's a very, very good player. But I think you've got to try and resist this. It's difficult. I know it's difficult because the players want to go. But, and again, you know, Jürgen Klopp, I mean, he, I'm sure he'd be delighted. when, Even when the window closes, if Saudi come calling, that mm. doesn't get you out of jail, does it? No, I think he'll go in January. He will go. I mean, and it, it kind of makes... I, I think maybe From a Liverpool summer. point of view, I think it makes sense. You know, but we'll see. I'll tell you what was interesting, actually, drawing Brighton in the mm. next round for Chelsea. That was interesting. Because I worked this out, I'm thinking... This, it's a great opportunity for Brighton fans to really have a good laugh at Chelsea's expense. I mean, mm. Give them 220 Is it million. at, at, it's at the, the bridge? Oh, I was at the bridge. Okay. But, you know, you've got to be honest. I mean, they beat us twice last year. They are much further on in their project than we are yeah. with our project. They'll have Ansu Fati as yeah, well, you know, they? and they're a very, very good team. But, you know, I, I, this is a, a big game for Poch because, you know, the owners are going to look really stupid if yeah. Brighton go there. Yeah. And it reminded take me... Take you apart, that's true. It reminded me of when uh, Ancelotti was in charge. He won the league the first year for Chelsea and then second year he came up against Jose's Inter. Yeah. And Roman Abramovich didn't want to be proved wrong that mm. he got rid of Jose. It was a mistake. So he was desperate to win. Desperate to win. And, of course, Inter won the game and he strode across <clears> the pitch, <throat> went <throat> into the dressing room and I remember the late, great Ray Wilkins telling me what he said to him, which wasn't great. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, cost Ray his job <clears throat> soon after. Yeah. And eventually cost Ancelotti his job. Yeah. So, these, it's very early in Poch's tenure for that to happen, but it's a big game for him because, if you know, if they get humiliated, well, I don't think they will, See, but... You know. Brighton have got 
uh, Europe to worry about, haven't they? Yeah. So maybe that will be foremost in their mind and they'll make changes. You know, in the two games, especially the first game, Brighton under Potter, they were well up for the game. Yeah, Brighton. understandably. Yeah. Well, you know, it's yeah. just a chance to get together with old friends, isn't it, really, <laughs> when they play Chelsea? It's like a reunion. It's mad, isn't it? It's that classic thing on transfer. Last night, I was just sort of perusing the, uh, the internet and uh, social media. And Sue Fatty looks like he could be coming to Spurs. I thought, okay, so I, I mean, I've seen mm. him play. And he hasn't good. played a lot for. So I did a little bit more. I thought, oh, you know, one of those welcome to Tottenham already. Someone had his head glued onto it. <laughs> and then you watch like a reel for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I, I, can, I can see that. So I finished the reel of five minutes of him sort of scoring one. Mm. Not those where he falls over his own feet or <laughs> yeah. gets taken off most weeks in Barcelona. <laughs> so I'm thinking, well, it'd be exciting. It's a new name. It's only alone for a year. And uh, flick off and go back to it. Oh, he's going to Brighton. Mm. That's the end of I that. Know. I don't know if he ever was coming to Tottenham. I've got the no Times idea. Times this morning he was going to Spurs. There must have been talk about it. But, yeah, so. I, I've got no idea. But anyway, he's off to Brighton. And that he's is quite it. small, isn't he? But that yeah. doesn't necessarily mean he won't be. You know, no, no, Small no. players have done well I mean, in the they, Premier they, League. They don't make bad purchases generally, Brighton, so I'm oh, sure no. it'll work out. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Before we talk transfers, the least we can do is read out the best of your Spanish cricketers. Benidorm Stokes, says Steve in Northamptonshire. Uh, Ola Robinson, says Osman in London. Moeen Alicante, says uh, Phil in Brighton. A.B. Sevillas, very good, Jay in Lowicki. Dos Butler, uh, says uh, Danny. And our own Nick Ellaby newsreader gives us um, Ashley Giles. Ashley Giles. Oh, King of Spain, of course. Too clever for me. Uh, Madrid Lee Jacobs, former West Indies cricketer. And Alan Border with Portugal. Well done, Nick. Uh, We'll leave those there for now. You can keep them coming. We'll return to them later in the show. Talksport.com, text 81089. Tweet TSH&J. Fred Trumanyana. Very good. (laughs) Very good, whoever did that one. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Now, if, if you're on Audible, which many of you are, I'm sure, I am. Uh, from today you'll be able to listen to Kill the Unicorn. Forget perfection, embrace your flaws, and be your best. Emma Hayes, uh, the Chelsea women's manager and TV co-commentator, has uh, put it together with a friend of the show, author Michael Calvin, and very pleased to say Emma joins us in the studio. Good afternoon. 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 Well, how good are to we? see you. It's, um, so how did it come about, Emma? Did Mike... Approach you, or did somebody put you two together? Or? That's a good question. I don't remember. <laughs> I really don't. And Mike, if he's listening, I apologise. But perhaps I remember doing an interview with Mike uh, Chelsea a few years ago, mm. and from there maybe we built up just a couple of conversations and maybe talks of we met up and discussed the the prospect of either doing podcast or a book. And once I put my head round it, looked at the scores of notepads I had at home, I thought, mm. yeah, what a, what a great person to do it with. I really, really enjoyed my time with Mike. Yeah, yeah it's I, brilliant. I'll right. imagine doing something like this, because obviously you so say you've written a lot of this stuff down, a lot of it's just in your head. But to get it all out there, to formulate it, to structure yeah. it, must have been an interesting thing for you to do. We we had some good times together. He'd come to my house on my days off, and he never drink tea, but I'd always try and make him a bit of banana bread right though he said i couldn't make it better than his wife which <laughs> is fair enough a challenge and we'd we'd sit and shoot the breeze and to be honest with you it's very natural for both of us i think we get on really well and i started to challenge some different notions around the things that for me i wanted to create a audible that i'd listen to mm. 
So I don't know what anyone else would take from it, but I know it's probably the sort of thing I'd have downloaded. Mm. Is it a book about leadership or coaching? Yeah, yeah about leadership. It seems to, to, to deal with a number of different things. I think the more and more I coach, the, the less I know. But most importantly, the more I coach, the more I realise that it doesn't matter who, what the gender is. You've got human beings and how to bring the best out of them. I don't have the answer to that. Mm. I know what I'm good at, and when I'm not good at it, I make sure I've got the right support around to help with that. But if you get the best out of a human being, you've got half a chance. Yeah, I mean, that that's comes across mm. in the book that, uh, and that you're only as good as the people around you. You make that point. It's yeah. often, you know, you look at the team, you talk about the team that work around you. And that's, I mean, so much of this is transferable, isn't it, for business or other people in sport. That's the whole point of it, really. Yeah, and I think I keep going back to the same thing. What You have to find out what's important to people that work for you because I'm pretty certain if I asked you two the same question about what's important to you, it would be very different and more, more often than not will actually surprise each of you. You're mm. like, I didn't actually realise that was what was important to you. And when you know that, you're in a better position at least. Like I have a good example when I had a, I had a young player who, who wanted to go on loan but she was young, she wasn't sure about it, but I knew one of the most important things to her was playing for the badge mm. and representing the club. So when I'm having a conversation with her and I can say things like, listen, it's important to the club you go on the loan, then I know it matters to her, mm. as opposed to you know, maybe just, just a cut and dry response to it. Just as much as I learned that I'd have to talk to one player one way versus another one I'd have to send on to a pitch saying the team needs you to do this and the other one I might have to say go win us the game mm. but knowing what mattered to them both could make the difference between a win and a loss and trust me get it wrong but I but at the same time I would always try and find the right people to deal with the right situations mm. in football now it's a lot about pastoral care isn't it young yeah. young people <clears throat> don't want to be shouted at particularly today in the way that when we were growing up in business you were and people just gave you a hard time and then you had to take it no, and especially when somebody once told me this this uh, saying, you know, if you're screaming in a men's dressing room, don't do that or be better at that, everyone in that dressing room would think, well, he's not, he's not talking about me. Mm-hmm. In a women's dressing room, if you said that, every woman would think you're talking about me. <laughs> so it's important, like, yeah, yeah. something as simple as just put a name on it. Mm-hmm. If you want to, you know, get your point across, yeah. make sure you name that player. Therefore, the rest of the room is in internalising. That's my point about knowing knowing your people. That's interesting because in the book you're talking about managers like Thomas Frank and you've been very impressed with him and De Zerbe at Brighton. But you talk about Sir Alex Ferguson and that thing that people often say, oh, well, it would be more difficult for him to do what he does nowadays with the way players are. But you make the point that, you know, he was brilliant because he was so adaptable and he could reinvent himself and he... Probably would have done that. Been just he? fine. Yeah. And he's got unbelievable mm. emotional intelligence. Mm. He's he's got his finger on his on the pulse, and he knew what was happening in the room. He knew, and for me, that's you know those you're not you're not necessarily just born with that. There's bits you have to make along the way, yeah. and that, I think that's my point in this book is that I wanted to be clear that I've had to learn a lot to be able to get the best out of people because where you, we might struggle with people who are very different to us. I might have had to learn how best to speak to them or, you know, how to bring the best out. And it might not have involved me. It might have mm. involved somebody else doing that. But I think there's the sort of things you have to do to, to lead. There's, you, you talk about, in, in the book as well, about uh, sometimes like, you hear pundits talking about what a manager did at halftime to change things. Yeah, it's mental, that. 
But the interesting <laughs> thing is now you're you're doing TV co-coms. That's and why com- you'll never hear me say it. Well, a commentator is bound to say to you. What do you think, Emma? What do you think he's done after, or she's done at half time to, to change this? I mean, it's, it's an well, interesting it's thing. It's four minutes of them going to pee. Yeah. It's four minutes of the masseuses <laughs> being in and them doing their various little bits, and maybe three minutes to get your point across mm. where you mm. might be analysing in the background with your team. Simplicity and clarity is key, refocus is key, and it's actually not a lot of detail. Sometimes the smallest things make the biggest difference, and it might just be. Things that pay, perhaps people don't even, are not even aware because so many people are internalizing in a dressing room. Yeah, they go into themselves, like, oh, I'm not playing well, or this is not mm. happening, or I'm frustrated. And you have to get people out of themselves. So for me, I'd sometimes I just have strategies to do that bring, bring people together, refocus, and go again. Is some if, is one of your strategies occasionally to lose the plot or not? Would you because that would throw mm. a dressing room? I thought, blimey, she must be upset with yeah, this. They yeah, they know. Yeah, you can't throw them out all year. You mm. might have one a year, sure, mm. might have one a year. And even then, the last time I did it, my f- one of my assistants said to me, you sounded like you were shouting at Harry. Oh, so right. it felt like it was a mum moment rather oh, right. than a manager yeah. moment. She said I had mum tone. Yeah. I had mummy tone. And I thought, well, I probably had to get a little bit more measured with it. Mm. But it's not, you know, I don't, I don't know what people actually really think happens, but raising your voice, as long as you're clear, I always think just express disappointment. Yeah. It's okay to be mm. disappointed and say, listen, this is who we are. This is this is what we expect for ourselves, and we're not delivering on them fronts. Mm. And more often than not, players will always say, in those situations, we needed that. We needed that moment. Yeah. Well, that's part of the job, isn't it? Knowing yeah. that it's the arm round the shoulder, the kick up the backside thing to an extent, and knowing the moments to, to press those buttons. Yeah, absolutely. Does it get tiresome, the sort of talk of managing a men's team? Yeah. Yeah, I bet Boring. it does. Yeah, I agree. I mean, people often say, I mean, although to be fair, I did call for you last season when Potter left, but that's not the point. <laughs> well, it's, not, it's not so much that. Can you imagine someone coming in, in here every day and saying, when is it? when, when are you two guys going to go to Sky Sports? Yeah. On a daily basis. It doesn't, it doesn't I'm not, really not, I'm not comparing Sky <laughs> yeah. to talk sport. Have you heard something? <laughs> oh, I've heard about the wages. <laughs> yeah, well, but that's, yes. but that, that's what people don't really realise. If you're, you're constantly asked a question about, you know, something that's a stepping stone to something, yeah. it, the, the question isn't asked in reverse. I'll only be asked towards me in the men's game as opposed to saying, Poch, is it, what's the chances of you becoming the Lionesses manager? You know, and and that's where the double standard exists. And while I would like to see that happen, I almost invariably always say to you, you're asking the wrong person. You should be asking Simon Jordan these <laughs> questions more often. The, the, those that, 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 that have been owners or owners, why that doesn't happen, because they're the ones in control of those decisions, not me. I'm just a coach, coaching unbelievable athletes, and I'm very happy doing it. But to them, it's a kind of concept, the idea of a top women's manager managing a, a Premier League men's side. To you, it could be a reality. The call could come. Somebody could say, mm. we'd like you to do it. I mean, how, how would you feel about that? Well, I'm not in that position, so <laughs> it's hypotheticals for me are like wait time wasting. I'm not. I I think I have to deal with that if that happens. Sure. But what I would say to that is, like any person who's considering a new job in something, you have to consider: is that an employer I want to work for? Do sure. we share values? Mm. Is the strategic direction there? Is there the expertise around me to be able to do the things that I haven't done because I've been recruiting on the women's game, et cetera, et cetera. And that, for me, can only happen, I guess, if I'm ever faced with that, and that's not something I'm currently doing. 
Uh, we're chatting to Emma Hayes in the studio. Kill the Unicorn is the new Audible original, uh, which is available from today. Uh, we'll talk more about that. There's some quite a few things going on in the world of women's football. The WSL is a month away as well, so we'll chat to Emma about that, pre-season, etc., uh, in a few moments' time. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Emma Hayes is with us in the studio. We're chatting about a new audio... Uh, sorry, Audible original, Kill the Unicorn, new book out today. Uh, and as we said, there is quite a lot going on in the world of women's football. This, this crazy fallout from uh, the Women's World Cup final and, and Rubiales. I mean, what have you made of how this has all been unfolding? We get to the point where, you know, his mum's in hospital post-hunger strike. It's such strike. a shame. It's a really taken away Doubling from down, victory, new right. videos emerging that, that people now claiming that um, that she was all right with it when she clearly wasn't. It's just crazy. And then there's crazy. another video where she isn't all right with An it. An out-of-control so, yeah. story. Well, I think, first of all, that team's won the World Cup and they haven't had a chance to celebrate mm. that. Like, what a terrible moment for them they've won the biggest prize they've worked their whole life for that and they don't get the chance to celebrate over a period of time I think that's the first one the second is we do mental things sometimes when we're in shock you know and sometimes people think when you're shocked by something that you scream or you do something quite um obvious mm. the realities are that's not surprising to see someone laughing at something that for me, that has become so normalised for those players. They haven't ever... Nobody's listened to them at any point. Nobody has, has really heard what they've been saying for a period of times. And you could see that they're... For me, looking in at that, they've just taken refuge with each other. And, of course, we can easily read into many images. The reality is that... You've seen the reaction across Spain that this goes beyond football. This this is hopefully a moment for seismic change across society around the mistreatment of women, not just in sport, but across Spain. Mm. I mean, she did, Jenny Amoso has said, with time and after delving deeper into my initial feelings, I feel the need to denounce this act because nobody in any working, sporting or social environment should be the victim of this kind of unconsented behaviour. And yeah, you know, makes it, your point, though. Is it, yeah. You think about it afterwards. And yeah, then, then because in the moment, the adrenaline's still pumping. Mm. She's just won a World Cup. It's the euphoria of that. But ultimately, she's had a chance to, to think on it and is not comfortable with it. And that was she said that quite soon you, after the game. You know what's really hard for so many people to understand? Unless you've been in that position where things like that that happen that are shocking and assault that feels quite shocking it's no surprise that paralysis happens and you could see it happening with her in that moment it was so odd and so weird but when you become so accustomed to just going along with something you know and because nobody's listening you you don't react you don't respond in 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 a way but forget the kiss it was picking players up putting them over their shoulders it was, but but it, this isn't just about that. This is this is years of players having to go on away trips, leave their doors open, you know, perhaps going on trips where they were put in isolation, where they didn't get to socialise outside of the camps. This is control, and that's for me what's being uh, maybe misunderstood in all of this. This isn't just about an isolated incident. This is years and years and years. Um, and you only have to see across Spain the demonstrations and the, what, the, the ramifications, I think, for the Spanish Football Association is that this is an embarrassment for, for them and hopefully there'll be some change because mm. of it. 
Now, um, it's a month to go and still the, to the start of the WSL. I mean, it's been a weird build-up because you've had this quite long break after the World Cup, which yeah. obviously the girls need. You had the long break before they went into it. So do you think it's going to affect the season? I personally felt we needed the break. So for those that didn't go to the World Cup, we actually, players included, got the best break we've had in probably the last three years. For the players who've gone to the World Cup, they're not back in training, at least in my environment yet, but it's unbelievable what they've had to do year after year because the the timing of the championships are so late. Mm. They're getting less and less recovery, and as we see, you get more and more injury or Mm. more and more situations happen. So I think we've still got a lot of work to do with the scheduling of games and tournaments, FIFA, UEFA, have to do better to put them perhaps earlier in the calendar so there is more recovery. We don't get these weird moments that you're talking about. But it is what it is, and Mm. we just have to get on with that. Does that feed into something else we're going to touch on, uh, injuries? Um, I mean, not just the women's players, but the, the ACLs in women's football. I mean, do you think that feeds into that as well? I think what people forget is there's been a lot of ACL injuries in men's football this last couple yeah. of weeks, mm. like injuries in general as a result of these problems. It's the same for the men's game. And people say, oh, we play too many games in women's football. I'm like, we don't. They play 66 odd games if you're a top-level male player and we might play 44. So it's not about volume of games. It's about when injuries occur. So for the most part, most injuries, and I know this from my own environment, mm. occur within eight to ten days of them returning from international break. Or they occur early in pre-season when the load spiking goes mm. up. So I always go back to expertise. Do we have the expertise in and around the players that know women's bodies, women's health, women's sports science, etc., etc., to be able to work as part of a multidisciplinary team to keep the players on the pitch? I would argue not. And I think the biggest problem in the women's game is that we don't have a level of expertise around the players to be able to to understand these issues in its entirety. And instead of just making, oh, you know, women get their, men, you know, the ACL because of their menstrual cycle or the way that the Q angle shape yeah. from their hips to their knees. It goes beyond that. It's about... It's about expertise mm. and the lack of. We've got we've got less than a minute because we've got to go to oh, right. uh, Gareth Southgate in the press. Just one final question. We're going to go to Gareth in a minute. You've been linked to the USA job. You'll probably say to me, I have the same attitude towards being offered a men's job. But does international management interest you as as a as a concept at some stage? Because yes. it's very different. Yes, it does. I would say I think at some point I'd like to coach an Olympics, a World Cup, a Euros potentially. Who wouldn't want to be Mm. in that situation to test against the best? I think international football, you just accept there's a lot fewer games. And right now I'm enjoying the club intensity. And I used to say I'll never rule it out. And I won't rule it out for my future either. They've got to conquer Europe first. Yeah. The Women's Champions League, I love. I think that is the highest standard of football. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We're just watching um, uh, Sean Dyche give a press conference, the Everton manager, and he's been out on the training ground with his players all summer, and he's obviously got a bit of a tan through mm. that. But he's gone dogs of war, which you're at Everton, you've got to go dogs of war. Mm. So he shaved his head, Yeah, but it left him with an untanned section on the top. <laughs> he looks like he's got blonde hair. Though. It does, it does look like he's gone like Gazza at Euro <laughs> 96, <laughs> doesn't it? Really weird look. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, talking of Everton, uh, it's good. Do you see um, Beto scored last night there, Newcastle? It's pretty good to come straight into the team. Mm. Have you seen the highlights? No, I haven't seen It's a seen really it, yeah. good finish. It's the... one of those where the keeper's coming on him, just flicked a foot. It was a good goal. He crashed the ball in from a header into the post. They may have found a, a bit of quality. I mean, obviously, the Premier League's going to be very different they from the 92nd team. I know. Then. But, you know, it, it was a good finish. Sure. And if he gets in front of a, mm. a Premier League defender and lifts it over a keeper, he can probably do that. But what interested me, though, was that Sean was saying he only got his clear on Wednesday so it was a lot to ask of him I know he knows a lot about Everton because he was a fan as a kid no yeah so he, really? apparently he was, he's an Evertonian which will endear him to the fans well, but it'd be great be just coming into training with his copy of Gordon West Championship in my keeping <laughs> sitting not? there saying, and you know imagine all the players are sitting there and he's saying yeah, well yeah. as Harry Catterick once said <laughs> but fantastic he's a real he's like like the Everton he, go, he does a, a quiz he does a quiz with the Everton historian <laughs> that would be fantastic wouldn't it and yeah. lose it and uh, he beats him yeah <laughs> so I just I wonder, wonder if they're going to he was uh, yeah a bit of a fan mm. of the club which is always good to hear. So I was just wondering how the Mary Earps shirts are selling. Is it, is it up to 150,000 yet? I don't know, Andy. <laughs> we did wondering. we did have this uh, idea that, that Phil Knight, um, <laughs> the, the, the man that launched Nike, even in his dotage, would be driving around in a massive van full of the, the Mary Earps shirts, <laughs> saying, uh, I see you signed the petition. As yeah. far as I see, you haven't bought the shirt yet. <laughs> Um, so um, I've got them in the van. Hmm. I, well, I haven't got any... Ch- I'll take a card. I've got a card reader. Phil Knight makes it his personal uh, responsibility. <laughs> it does seem unlikely. He's probably about 90, isn't he, I would think, anyway. I haven't seen a replay of the incident that led to uh, Wimbledon's... It was right in front of me, so I, I thought it was a penalty, but I haven't seen an incident. But it's very interesting that Robert Sanchez was penalised after the anonymous mistake. It's just so typical of the PGMOL. They make a mistake, and then, of course, the next one, you know they're going to give a penalty. You're yeah, yeah. No, that's right. This week we'll mostly be giving those. Yeah, I d- um, your penalty looked like a penalty. It was up yeah, the other that, end from your point of view. It was right up the other end. But yeah, it looked like a penalty. It looked that pretty one, clear I, I wasn't sure. As it happened, I thought, oh no, he's punched him right in the face. But yeah, no, I didn't. I, do you know what? I didn't catch that. I saw no. the pen, but I didn't catch that. And uh, got a bit of money for 
sporting memories yesterday. And even Charlie. Charlie went... Um, he didn't fancy Rangers' chances last night and he was proved right. He had a little bet for, his, mm. uh, for your charity, of course, for, for the Willow Foundation. And I went for Madwag Egg to score. I thought he'd start last night and he, he got and he the did. pen. So we made yeah. a few quid for our charities in Paddy's Challenge, which is nice. Uh, while we're talking about charity, I want to give a, a shout-out now to Darren Bradbury. He's taken on a pretty mammoth task. He's cycling 700 miles in seven days for the Memphis uh, charity that does uh, lots of fine work raising funds for school sports for young people with disabilities. It's an excellent charity. Uh, we, uh, he's, he's, you know, he's up against it. If you're trying to run, uh, ride 700 miles in seven days from Cleethorpes to Leicester, uh, and he's raising over 20,000 quid uh, to do it, and um, I think we find him at the moment between Milton Keynes and Kings Lynn. So uh, uh, keep going, Darren. You're doing a fine job, and uh, all the very best. So, uh, England reaction. Uh, we brought you the squad earlier on. The headlines of the England squad are there's uh, call-ups for Levi Colwell of Chelsea and Eddie Nketiah of Arsenal. Uh, that Harry Maguire and um, Jordan Henderson and Calvin Phillips have kept their uh, places in the squad. Gareth Southgate feeling he doesn't have, you know, uh, lots and lots of players to deal with in those sorts of positions. Um, so we've had some interesting reaction uh, to it. Um, this one from and in the black country Gareth says he hasn't picked uh, Connor Cody as he plays in the championship now but mm-hmm. he picks Jordan Henderson who's playing in Saudi he also said it doesn't matter what league a player plays double standards to suit a need yeah. I think maybe he feels he's got more players at centre half uh, 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 Andy I don't know maybe it's that um, Dave the Hammer's got a sudden attachment to James Ward-Prowse he said no Ward-Prowse but Phillips is in shocking yeah. If he'd been still been at Southampton. Had he been at Southampton, yeah. yeah, but you know, it's a good point, isn't it? Yeah, it is I a mean, good point. I think he's made a great start I for West Ham. Yeah, um, uh, he does. He does bring you something different, James Ward-Prowse. Maybe a few more games. I think Gareth Southgate has liked him in the past, so he's got a fighting chance. But maybe he just needs a few more games to to prove it to yeah, get it's back a in. Bit, you know, I mean, Callum Wilson's in, Ollie Watkins is yeah. out. It's a bit odd. odd uh, Kieran, the Villa fan, says, "Why isn't Ollie Watkins getting chosen for England? Uh, he should have been in over Callum Wilson as Watkins, the regular starter." And he's scoring goals, and he's been involved in squads before, hasn't he? Again, it's that loyalty thing, that familiarity that uh, that he seems to like to stick to. And uh, we had a, um, Ramel come on earlier on, and he was saying that uh, Gareth Southgate is a uh, uh, basically he's, he's a, what did he say? He was a coach driver in charge of a Formula One. He was doing yeah. some driving analogy, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, and that's what it was. He, he says he coach can drive... No, no, in charge of a Ferrari. In charge of a Ferrari, that's right. He said, um, I, I agree with the Formula One reference, but disagree with Andy. We, no, took, an, we yeah. took an early lead in both those big matches he mentioned, the, uh, the Euros final and the World Cup semi. Had Gareth been bolder and pushed for more goals rather than sitting back and letting both games slip away from us, I believe we would have won. As for the squad, I can't believe Maguire, Henderson and Phillips are in it. What have other players got to do yeah, to shift them? It's all very well hit. saying that, but Harry Kane scores that penalty, and it's a whole different story, isn't it? Yep. So, you know. Them's know. the margins. They are. Uh, another typical Southgate mess up, says Andy in Leicester. Picks players mm. who aren't playing, leaves out players in top form. It just reinforces people's opinion of him being a lucky coach as opposed to a good coach. He's incompetent and needs oh, replacing. Yeah, I think you know, I'm pushing it a bit. That's Maybe that's the Connor Cody Leicester thing yeah. that Andy's getting upset about. I don't know. And uh, Rich in Essex says, I'm chuffed there are three Palace players in the squad. I can't remember that happening before. Yeah, that is a pretty good point. I yeah. mean, the Palace completely. So if Kevin Day's listening this afternoon, or indeed the uh, Palace 
uh, historian. Maybe when was the last time you had three Crystal Palace players in the England squad? That's uh, Johnston, Gay and Eze. For now, anyway. There's yeah. another one that I was talking uh, earlier on about that to Palace fan in the in the office. The idea that hmm. Palace would let Eze go this late in the window, it just seems well, very unlikely. Why would they? And also, yeah. you know, if Spurs are balking at paying £50 million for Brennan Johnson, they're not going to pay £70 million for Eze, and that's what he's worth in this yeah, market. You so. would think so. So uh, the England squad call up reinforcing that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then for this afternoon's birthday spread. And uh, it's a pretty simple game. Um, if you're joining us for the first time, where you've been, um, it's uh, 10 birthdays uh, from the week. Uh, people have celebrated this week. Andy has been collating them, normally based on the fact that he can find a top-quality gag <laughs> on uh, each one. The difference is today, because Andy's here in the flesh. Charlie is joining us uh, remotely from... Remotely? That's like I said, Chipotle. Remotely <laughs> from... Uh, he might, he might free, ad, free ad for them. No, he's not in Chipotle. He's in Cafe Nero. <laughs> OK. But I'm, yeah. I'm slightly worried because it could be a bloke... You could have two or three people like young researchers you've taken just for the price of a free coffee. <laughs> we'll be giving you the ages of all these people going through the papers. But you're not going to cheat, Charlie, are you? I never cheat, Paul. Especially when I'm working remotely. Oh, <laughs> it's Italian. Remotely. It's because I'm in a, an Italian coffee shop you think yeah, <laughs> so uh, we need someone to keep score of course and so live from the nerve centre is Jeff Peters hello Jeff a very good afternoon to you all Paul 51 Charlie 31 Paul has won four in a row one Whoa. against Max three against Charlie and I've been going through the stats double checking and I thought uh, it was 14-13 to Charlie in 2023. It's actually 14 all, and interestingly, wow. well, I say Ooh. interestingly, it's been very streaky this year. Charlie winning five mm. in a row, January, February. Paul going through April and May, winning them all. Then Charlie won four in July. Paul is unbeaten in August. Fascinating. Well, well it's not. Well, 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 I say, about yeah, that. not really. <laughs> not no. sure it is. No. Uh, <laughs> thanks for doing it anyway. It's good of like Bill Frindle, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. And he's Altman. Yeah. So, yeah, so we've got to guess these 10 birthdays. We have to guess the ages. Some will know, some we won't. And, of course, we're not going to be spot on every time unless mm. we're cheating like Charlie often does, especially remotely. <laughs> so um, well, there'll be a margin of error that building. It's the one that remember, gets the 10 birthdays in the shortest margin of error. That's it, basically. We have a little bit of background music just to zhuzh it up a bit because, you know, otherwise just people shouting ages and weak gags, which is effectively what it is. <laughs> no, the music, helps, the music does help. It's Pele and Sergio <laughs> Mendes. Here they are. OK, should we get underway? First birthday, Andy, yeah. First birthday is our old friend, the BBC presenter, Clive Myrie. Oh, yeah, Clive. Clive was delighted. Mm. Clive was delighted when his agent told him he was in this week's birthday spread. He said, do you mean the popular age-guessing game invented by the award-winning comedy writer Paul Hawksby and his broadcast partner, former TV producer Andy Jacobs, designed to fill half an hour of their long-running <laughs> radio show on the popular national sports na network radio station Talk Sport? Well, that's pretty good, Andy. Just, yeah, <laughs> fluffed it a couple of them, but one take wonder. <laughs> Ish. Uh, that's obviously because Clive Myrie does explain what the mastermind subject is, in case you're wondering why Andy did that. Is that Clive Myrie, the TV presenter, not the plumber? That's right, not the exactly. Clive Myrie plumbers, that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'll, bring, I'll get me rods. Um, uh, Clive, what is he? Um, 58, I'm going to say, Charlie. I'll kick us off because I won last week. 58. Mm. What do you think, 62. Charlie? 62. 
62. 59. 59. Well, it's all pretty uh, tight so far. Ooh, so, how far was I out, okay. Jeff? How far was uh, um, Charlie out? It's Paul 1, Charlie 3. 1, Charlie 3. Very little in it as we kick off. Uh, Charlie, we alternate, of course. Uh, Charlie goes next. Here we go. Okay, the author Jeanette Winterson. Jeanette yeah. Winterson. I was grateful to her actually mm. when I was laid yeah, up yeah. with a bad back. Mm. She offered to do my shopping, but get buying the same citrus items from our local greengrocers. Yeah. I said to her, Jeanette, oranges are not the only fruit. <laughs> so there we are. If you're a fan of uh, some of her <laughs> early nice. work, you'll like that. I mean, it's a bit <laughs> well, I could have done her later work, I suppose. <laughs> nobody, with respect to Jeanette, I don't know if she listens to the spread, <laughs> but that's the one. That's the one. That's, that's, a, big a, hit. that's a big hit. That yeah. was a big that's hit. Went with it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, 65. Yeah, I'll tell you she's in that envelope. 64, I'm going to go. Oh, spot on, Paul. 64. Oh. Ah, what a cheat. <laughs> no, no. So, okay. Well, that's... Uh, I'm, that keeps me running. next out. to Andy in the studio. I'm miles away. The, the yeah. producer is here. He's adjudicating. I'm along. I can't see any of his notes. Uh, we've never met before, have we? Five of diamonds. Um, what did Charlie get, Jeff? How far was he out? One. Charlie was one out, so he moves on to four. And exactly the same as last week, you're on one after the first two birthdays, Paul. OK, well, let's see how we get on then. Third birthday, back to me. OK, it's the uh, Chinese dissident and artist, Ai Weiwei. Ai Weiwei. And he's just moved, actually, to a small village in the Scottish Highlands. Yeah. He's now known locally as Ai Weiwei with you. Okay, away way with you. Okay, way way. Okay, hang on, hang on. Okay, away way with you. Okay, away with you. Oh, come on. I see. Okay, away. Yeah, two different stories. It does struggle with this. I got it. Okay, I thought you were sneezing for a minute. Um, I way way. Um, I way way. Um, 68. Mm. 68. Oh, I, don't oh, I don't know who he is, so I'm just going to okay. kick off. around with Paul, try and get something back. 64. 66. Oh, clickety-click right <laughs> in the middle. Oh, there we are, bang in the middle. So what's that done to the scores, Jeff? It's Paul 3, Charlie 6. Oh, it's a pretty tight old game. It goes back to Charlie to kick us off on this one, the fourth okay. birthday. Okay, okay, Charlie, it's the musician Jean-Michel Jarre. Oh, Jean-Michel yeah. Jarre. And he almost joined oh, yeah. Jim Morrison's legendary group. He was all set to be part of the lineup when Ray Manzarek told him it wasn't happening. He said, When is a door not a door when it's a jar? Ah, oh. 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 beautiful. <laughs> I just say, um, I've moved outside of Cafe Nero now and I'm sitting on the pavement cafe of yeah. Shepherd's Bush roundabout. <laughs> and it really does add an added jeopardy to the birthday spread. Well, I feel like I'm going to get mugged at any moment. <laughs> so, uh... so if some bloke goes past on a push bike and has your, has your phone off you, I'll, I'll, phone, then then I'll be pulling in. Oi, mate. Hello, no, it's Dave. Lee. I've just nicked Lee. Charlie's phone. Lee here. Yeah. <laughs> Lee, Lee here. I've nicked his phone. Yeah, just nicked his phone. So I'd say, well, I think he's older than that. 77, says Lee. <laughs> Fantastic. I knew I him, yeah. I was in the scrubs with him. I was going to say 77. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> I was going to say 77. I'll go with Lee. 77. Okay. Yeah, I said 60. What did I say? You haven't said anything yet. Yeah. Oh, haven't I? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whose birthday is it? Oh, Jean-Michel Jarre. <laughs> uh, Jean-Michel Jarre. Um, 
don't want to give him the oxygen of publicity. Didn't <laughs> yeah, go down yeah, that yeah, I could have done it. I'll um, put that in for next year. <laughs> uh, we met him, didn't we? He did fantasy football. He did the night yes. with oh, Bridget, Bridget Nielsen. Nielsen. Oh, you oh, met him. Yeah, yeah we, he was nice. He, was, he, he, looked a bit, <laughs> he looked a bit nonplussed. Mm. He, he was quite young then. That was 20 years ago. He's probably about 78. 75. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. One back. One back. Done it more than 20 years ago, I promise yeah. you. <laughs> do, do you have fantasy football in France, Sean? Yeah. <laughs> do you have fantasy football? <laughs> pull, pull three out onto six, Charlie. Two out onto eight. Fantastic score. Yeah, very good score. Very good. Here yeah, we okay. go. Uh, last birthday before half time. It's uh, the famous actor, uh, David Soul. Oh, David yeah. Soul. Oh, there was always actor yeah. and singer. Actor and singer. There always used to be a debate about who was your favourite in Starsky and Hutch. I like Starsky, mm. played by Paul Michael Glazer. But I remember having a huge argument with Sam from Sam and Dave. He said, "I'm a soul man." Oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> Here we go. Very nice. That's not I'm a soul man, is it? <laughs> no, no, that's Starsky that and like, Hutch. Sounds like Devo's <laughs> version. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Don't give up on a That's one of the very later Starsky. Everybody's singing a different song. Who's going? Charlie's out and about and saying, What's the word on the street? I'm going first. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose uh, he's got to be getting on, hasn't he? Don't give up on me, babe. I'd say, um, Come on, Silver Lady. I know all his hits. He had them with the two big hits he had. Silver Lady. Silver Lady. You'll be into Silver Ladies now. That was the big. <laughs> that was the big follow-up, of course. Silver Lady. That's the, that's the, da- the David Soul dating site. Yeah. Silver Lady. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm David Soul. Well, I don't know why he speaks like that. He's not from Bermondsey, is he? Um, he did spend a lot of time in the UK, but I digress. David Soul. He still lives here, doesn't he? Um, Eighty-two. Ooh. Really. No, I maybe you're right. I, yeah, I mean, maybe I've gone too far. No, I think you're about right. When was, the, when was Starsky and Hutch? Early 80s, when it yeah. been his peak. It'll have been sort of late 20s. Yeah, so. Yeah, maybe a bit younger. 40 yeah, years yeah. ago, innit? Yeah. 78. 80. Oh, we've done it again, oh, Charlie. Them. Unbelievable. So, Jeff. I was we, showing my workings out. Yeah, we're going to half time with the scores at what, Jeff? Insanely brilliant scoring in the first half of the spread. It's Paul 8, Charlie 10. Wow. Eight to ten. Well, what oh, a game. Wow. What a ding-dong-do this is. Uh, and uh, we go again very shortly. It's uh, the second half of the birthday spread. Just moments away. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then for the second half of the birthday spread. The scoring has been pretty impressive so far. I find myself on eight after five birthdays. I've just been eight years out on the five we've tried to get. And Charlie... On 10, uh, he is rem- uh, mm-hmm. with us rem- remotely today. Uh, and, of course, Andy is uh, here <laughs> in the studio. And you're going to lead us off for the start of the second half and uh, also back with us, Pele and Sergio Mendes. OK, it's the uh, cricketer Phil Salt. Phil Salt. Phil Salt. And Phil's Ooh. been chosen by NASA as the first point of contact with any aliens arriving here. He has to meet the intergalactic travellers by saying, I'm Salt of the Earth. Oh, Salt of the Earth there, yeah. yeah. Who is it, me or you? Yes, you, Charlie, at kick us off, Phil Salt. Uh, I don't know who Phil Salt is. Mm. He's currently playing and not. It's an absolute disaster. I'm going to say 36. 36? I'd say he's a bit older than that. Uh, 48. What? Phil Salt, the cricketer. What? He's for current Bingland place, 27. Have I gone yeah. mad? Yeah. Good news. I don't know who you meant. Who am I thinking of? I've I'm clearly not thinking of Phil Salt. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of great, uh, mustard. 
Oh, you're going to feel mustard. mustard. I'm getting my condiments mixed up. What a nightmare. Well, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Oh, dear. Art Pepper, our old Z. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Tomato Ketchup. (laughs) Pete Branston Pickle. Uh, oh, that's yeah. a disaster, Charlie. Yeah, got me, really yeah, we got me condiments mixed. It's a nightmare. It's a condiment nightmare. <laughs> you should have known this about Phil. He's a pillar of the community. Oh, there anyway, we are. Yeah. So, oh, very nice. much. so, 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 Paul, you were twenty-one oh, out. Oh, what a disaster! Moves on to twenty-nine. Charlie, nine out. On to nineteen. Ooh. So, yeah. Charlie suddenly leads by ten. Yeah. Wow. What wow. a turnaround. Good news, good news. What a turnaround. That is a Catherine Hamnett situation from last week. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah, but still four to go, so plenty of time. Yeah, I'll tell okay. you what, Paul, you had, a, you had a bit of bad luck with the salt therefore You should have thrown him over your shoulder. Yeah, I, sh- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I should have done. I'd work on that, Charlie. Yeah. Oh, oh hi, hi. Oh, blimey. <laughs> blimey. Oh, here he is. The worm has turned. So, uh, back to me then, first birthday. OK. Uh, here we go. I better have a look what he does, because I think he's, I know he's a poet. Yeah, he's a poet and activist. Linden, Linton, rather, not Linden. Linton Kowazi Johnson. Oh, yeah. He used to play poker with John Fashion and Vinnie Jones. I'll always remember when they were triumphant over Boy George and his drummer, John Motts. Who can forget John Motson's famous line when the Kowazi gang beat the culture club? Oh, very good. <laughs> very good. That's lovely. I've seen Linton Kowazi. a few times. Kowazi. He'd, he'd often turn up on sort of uh, gigs in the 70s and, yeah. Yeah, and work his magic. He's very good when I was uh, in the late oh, 70s. No, very so. good, yeah. So um, I'd say um, well, he's got to be getting on there, hasn't he? He's got to be in his 80s. 80, 81. Yeah, I reckon I'm a bit older now. I reckon 85. 71. Oh, Linton, do apologise. <laughs> oh, I was obviously at the back oh, of the auditorium. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't get a close look at his face. <coughs> Sorry, Linton, if you're listening. Oh, Phil Salt and Linton have just Linton. rung each other. They're going to come round and give me a good idea. <laughs> there was. There ten, was he's only 10 years out on you, Linton, says Phil. So he thought I was Phil Mustard. <laughs> okay. Well, we had DJ Taylor in the in the spread last week, and somebody tweeted him and said, oh, by the oh. way, you got a mention on the radio. Anyway, yeah. he went back and, uh, and listen to it i don't think he was overly chuffed that um you'd both overguessed his ages but uh, not quite as bad as the phil salt situation no, no, anyway so yeah. uh, linton quezzy quazy johnson yeah. 10 out paul you're on to 39 yeah. charlie 14 out onto 33 six in it three to go okay right. yeah good i of course toured to linton uh, in the spring and less than that people know i am back on tour in the autumn winter <laughs> oh okay <laughs> I, don't men- I, don't, I don't mention it if, if, if ticket sales are going well i don't mention it so no, okay. just to let you know I am on tour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, one person will definitely want to come and watch you, Charlie, is the former director of Courtauld Institute of Art, Professor Deborah Swallow. Professor Deborah Swallow. Mm. And it was quite mm. awkward when <laughs> putting a bill together for a show I was producing. Mm-hmm. My budget meant I had to choose between her and Bob Carroll. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on, it's fine. Um, <laughs> Professor Deborah Swallow from the Cordo it's, it's Institute. It's you, it's Charlie. Yeah, I've been slightly, slightly what thrown she by in the Andy Cordo there. <laughs> What does she do? What does she do? Well, she's yeah, not the cleaner, the is she? She, would, she wouldn't have made the birthdays in the broadsheet <laughs> if she was the cleaner. Well, she might do. She should get uh, recognised. Former um, director for former a director of Courtauld Institute of Art. I mean, she used to come in five imagine. in the morning, do all the bins. You know, flash the floors. A, Deb- a Deborah over 35. There must be some. Okay. Um, Deborah Meaden. Uh, oh, right, there we are. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to say 72. 
72. Uh, 74. 75. Oh. Oh, you like it now. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, I've never had a problem with Deborah or a cleaning service. It was just your material, I'm slightly. That one's on the producer. <laughs> Not me, if everybody's listening. I've never said anything. Well, the cleaning, she, she only worked in the winter because, you know, Swallow doesn't. Make a summer. I'll work oh, on that. Oh, yeah. wow. Jeff, Throughout losing heart. Jeff, it's honestly, yeah, you could, you could hear the wind being taken out of your sails as you, as you carried on with yeah, it. Jeff ba- bailed, bailed out of it as he said I was, it. I was just thinking of my Perrier Award next year. and then Yeah. It, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, so, so, Paul, one out onto 40. Yeah. Charlie, three out onto 36. Four in it, two to go. Okay, it's the saxophonist and composer... Branford Marsalis. Branford Marsalis. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And he's just formed a small semi-professional soccer team in downtown Manhattan. They're called Branford Park Avenue. No, very good. Uh, Branford Marsalis, um, Winton's brother. Um, Charlie will know him as well. So, I'll go, what is he now? Uh, he's got to be about I mean, 50, 55, if I'm going to go. Yeah, I reckon. I'm going to say a little bit older than that. I'm going to say... 60. 63. Is he really? Mm. Wow, we. Mm, there we oh. are. Okay. Oh, so, uh, tr- the trombone, trombone, isn't he? Trombone? trombone. No, uh, it's um, uh, sax player. Isn't he a sax player? Mm. Anyway. Yes, he's a sax player. He's a trumpet player. He's a sax player. Yeah, he's a sax Right. Okay. Anyway, it's Paul 48, <laughs> Charlie 39. <laughs> There's nine in it yeah. with one to go. There was, Charlie was leading by five. Going into the final we've all, one, we've all, we've all been shocked by Andy working from the blue. Yeah, oh, blimey! <laughs> Not really. Yeah, Andy Jacobs. God, a bit of innuendo. What a, gr- what a grubby well, man! Too, too <laughs> Actually, this t- next one's not going to help. I've got news for you. This is the final birthday, isn't it? The final birthday. This really is his name. It's not my fault. I don't make them up. It's the <laughs> former Wimbledon men's singles winner from 1953, uh, Vic Sexus. <laughs> How are you spelling it? S e I X A S. S E I? Yeah, Vic Sexus. S E X? Yeah. Okay, I take it, okay. it may be pronounced differently, but I take it for the for the, for the the gag, you okay. need it to be that. The, okay. The, the battle of the sexes joke we're about yeah. to have. Yeah. No, not it at all. The, uh... no, no, okay, wait, okay. wait, wait. During his career, he was renowned for getting into some amazing and unusual positions on the court, yeah. but that was the joy of sexes. Oh, okay, fantastic, <laughs> okay. yeah. Sorry, He's the sorry. tennis player. I apologise. Tennis player. And what, what's what's yeah. his what's his first name? Vic. Vic. Vic Sexus. It sounds like someone Jim Dale would play in, like <laughs> carry carry on Cleo. What's <laughs> <laughs> it? But before I'm you both... say he's nine nine ninety seven. I'm going to say. Yeah, I think he's going to be in that envelope. Well, I need to be t- about ten different, don't I, Jeff? Yeah. Well, um, I'm going. I don't think he's hundred and six. 107. Might, so I'm going to have to. He might, might be. Yeah, he might be. They look, look, they look after themselves. Oh, you, these you seem very sure of yourself, <laughs> rem, remotely, <laughs> don't you, Charlie? You think you've got this in the bag, don't you? <laughs> I've got a feeling you might have as well. I think he's probably early 90s, but I'm going to have to say 87. Vic Sexus is, in fact, 100 years old. Oh, it wouldn't have been oh, enough. It wouldn't have been bad. enough. It wouldn't have been enough. Yeah. Man. There we are. Wasn't that lovely? Yeah, well, it was all right. Um, what are the final I scores, I have, Jeff? I have, I have to go now because um, Lee's got me in an arm lock. Yeah. <laughs> he wants my phone. <laughs> Phil sorts banging on the door. That's the problem. <laughs> Phil Mustard don't seem much happier. Uh, off, what... off comma calling Andy, so we better leave. Yeah, that's right. It's Andy's last show today. Congratulations, Andy. <laughs>
<laughs> he's Max Miller all of a sudden. <laughs> run for the teenagers. So that, all the right, fi- all right. Yes. The final Not score. Bad, was it? Final yep. score is finished. Uh, Paul 61, Charlie 42. So Charlie moves on to 32 in the overall standings against Paul's 51. And he's 15-14 ahead in 2023. Ooh, well played. Wow. Well, well played, Charlie. Congratulations. Very, thank you. Much. I really enjoyed the game. Thank you so <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah, sure you did. Let me set you up for the day. <laughs> So Maybe do a little bit more research this week, Paul. Yeah, well, <laughs> got my head down this week and really, really put the hard yards in on all those birthdays in the papers, bought every paper. So, Charlie, you're back on Saturday with Max, aren't you? Yeah, Another, yeah. Saturday morning, nine till eleven, and then back with you Tuesday next week. Brilliant. Okay. Well, thank you. And thank you, Jeff. We'll catch up with you next week. All the best, boys. There we are. So that's the birthday spread. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That's how it all unfolded Mm -hmm. this afternoon. Myself and Andy are back tomorrow. It's deadline day, of course. And so we're going to be deadline day heavy. We're going to whip ourselves into a frenzy and hopefully you as well. Uh, We think there could be a fair bit of business done. So as always, we'll, we'll speak to a top agent. We'll be around the country. Uh, around Europe, bringing you all the latest breaking news. So do hope you can join us. We will squeeze in the clips of the week. They they wait for no man. So, uh, yeah, we'll have all that for you tomorrow from one. Hopefully you can uh, tune in. If not, of course, we'll have the podcast at four. But for now, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.